You're listening to Nonprofit Unplugged with your host, the number one nonprofit lady, Shakira Relaford. This show teaches you how to start and grow your nonprofit with ease. Simply put, this is Nonprofit Made Easy. Hey, it's your number one nonprofit lady, Shakira. And I know I have been gone with the wind, it seems like, for the last month, but I honestly have been putting in work capital work. You hear me? My own nonprofit has been thriving and I've been putting a lot of time into growing and developing partnerships and taking it to the next, preparing to take it to the next phase. So I'm excited about that. And I'm proud that although I did take a step back from you guys, I wasn't doing nothing. You know, I was being productive and like I said, putting in that work. So I'm excited. Meanwhile, that doesn't give me an excuse to be gone. And I have missed you. I've missed talking to you and I miss sharing all the goodies with you guys. So I apologize. Be forgiving, please. (laughs) All right. But I want to jump into this because um, I have been meeting with a few potential clients for grant writing and they have really asked a lot of good questions that I hadn't thought about before now, because not that I hadn't thought about it, but I guess it wasn't until I found myself talking about it more recently in the last few weeks that I thought, you know what, this is good. And this is a good conversation to have. So here we go. So today's episode is going to be the start of the grant writing series that I am going to be implementing here coming holidays. And so Today's episode is going to be, why is it that people or organizations are able to get funding versus those that are not able to get funding? And I'm going to tell you the number one reason why organizations do get funded or over others. And here's the, here's the kicker. It has nothing to do with race or ethnicity or other biases like, you know, career, gender, lifestyle preferences, none of that. It has nothing to do with discrimination at all. But it has everything to do with this number one thing. And that thing, and this is, if you can hear my air quotes, that's my air quotes. This thing that I'm referring to is reading. (laughs) Yes, the number one reason why the haves have funding versus the have-nots are the organizations that don't get funded is because of reading a lot of organizations and people who are grant who write their grants personally don't take the time to read the grant application now when i'm consulting with other organizations and directors um and they are looking for grant writing services at least from me they are always, they ask me, you know, well, why should we hire you? And I always say, well, number one, I I put myself ahead of the competitors when it comes to grant writing, because I'm not going to just write a grant and cross our fingers in hopes that you get it. I also have experience with being a grant review. I'm, I'm currently a grant reviewer and I review the applications that come in on the back end. It's amazing how much people don't read. They spend a lot of time and energy into making their grants look good, sound good, but does not follow the rubric. Now, if you had noticed by now, grant applications are big rubrics. 
let's say if we were in school and you had to do a project or even those who are doing research or writing dissertations, you are given a rubric. You are given time to develop, right, your project or your dissertation, but you have a rubric. You have exactly what it is that you're going to be graded on and what does not qualify you, you know what I mean, to pass. And so your grant application serves the same function. It is your your go-to rubric for all things getting awarded. And and so a lot of people just don't take the time to read through. And so I know I had a question that come up came up out of that um from this past couple of weeks and the person asked, well, how am I supposed to read through all of that? Because the thing, the grant application is like, it feels like 200 pages. And I said, I know it's a lot of work, but the grant application literally tells you exactly what they want to know, when they want to know it, where to put it in your, you know, as you're writing and how it's going to be scored. And if you can answer those questions, oh my God, you make the grant reviewer like myself, you make our jobs so much easier, right? And you have almost quadrupled your chances of getting awarded over someone else who just wrote a bunch of fluff to impress the reviewers. Because and to be honest, we as grant reviewers don't care about a lot of the fluff, we have our own set of criteria that we have to follow and meet. And when it comes to scoring your application, we are only looking at the details. Did you answer the questions? Did you follow directions? And yeah, it seems like, what? That's it? (laughs) And it's like, yeah, that's totally it. You just have to make sure you break it up and read through the application. So how do you read through the grant application successfully to make sure you don't miss a beat, right? With ease. Perfect. I'm so glad you asked. Well, number one, take the time to print it off. If you're like me and you don't want to waste paper, I know printing is terrible. (laughs) And if you don't have access to a printer, I promise you paying for the print jobs at like Kinko's or FedEx or the library seems so much, but I promise you, you having the application in your hands forces you to have it in your face more. You're going to be prompted to want to read it more than you would to scroll through, right? A PDF version of it. Um, number two, make sure you are highlighting and taking notes on the grant application. This will help you to later on in the grant writing process to organize your application when you start writing for and applying for the grant itself. Take notes on what it is that they're looking for, what they're not looking for. Pay attention to key words that are most, most times are going to be bolded and bold you know, um, font, make sure you take note of all of that. Okay. Number three, do not read in between the lines. They are not trying to, they, as in, let's say if you're applying for a federal grant, the the people, the grantors that are responsible for awarding you, they're not going to make you guess around. They want to know exactly what it says. Don't leave any room for interpretation. Like what you see is what you get. And the fourth tip to get through your grant application, make sure you chunk it up 
And when I mean by chunk it up, I mean read chunks at a time and make sure you fully comprehend and understand exactly what it is that it says, what they as the reviewers are going to be looking for and how you're going to be scored. Okay. That is key. Okay. Um, Moving forward though, another bonus tip I want to give you guys is do not wait until the grant is almost due to start working on the grant. I mean, it can take me, me, for me personally as a grant writer, and I'm starting to get in the groove of writing more grants more frequently now, it takes me about a month to really sit down. And that's sitting down, doing the research, writing it, reviewing, analyzing the application, the whole nine, editing, that takes like two weeks alone, okay? And so it takes a while to get through a grant, no matter what it is, okay? And so the best time to start looking for funding, like right now we're in 2021, 2022 appropriations are gonna be released here soon. So grant funding opportunities are gonna be available or first round of applications, depending on the type of funding you want, are gonna be due probably starting March or April. And so the best time to look for grants and start working on the application is at least six to nine months in advance. In six to nine months, is going to be your best time frame when you are looking to start working on a grant. And why do I give it that long? Well, you have to think about, it's going to take you some time to get through the application to make sure you have all of your ducks in a row, the things that they may be, they as in the application may be asking for. You want to make sure you have it together. <laughs> okay. And um, the writing component is going to take some time. The editing component is going to take some time. And the worst thing you can do is spit out a grant like one month before it's due. You know how you can tell when someone didn't really put a lot of effort into their work? It shows, you know, and we don't just do sloppy. Nonprofit Unplugged, you guys are like my 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 friends now, my co-colleagues. We don't do rushed projects. We don't do slop, okay? We do quality work, <laughs> okay? So... To keep from per, per, uh, to keep from submitting slop, if you will, you got to make sure you are number one reading the application thoroughly, and by thoroughly that means taking notes, making sure you print it off, making sure you understand what they're asking for, breaking it up into chunks before you start writing. Okay. Follow those tips and I promise you, you won't fail. <laughs> I promise you, you won't fail in um, getting started with the grant writing process. Okay. If you plan to hire a grant writer, make sure they know what they're doing. And the number one way to know is like ask them these questions. So, you know, what do you do when you're looking at a grant application? What type of research are you going to be doing? You know, if they don't, say if they don't if they're just kind of like oh yeah pay me like 10 grand and I can have your your grant done in a week or two mm, that's a red flag for me a real grant writer has to take time to research 
that is 60% of grant writing is research. The other 40 is reading and writing and editing, okay, in that order. So be careful out there of those scammers who claim to, you know, can push out grants. Like you could push out a baby, you know what I mean? It's not that simple, <laughs> okay? It's not, and it's not even done that um, inefficiently, you know? make sure you are taking your time or you find someone who knows what they're doing, knows to take their time and is going to be patient through the process. They understand that grant writing is no walk in the park. And in order to produce the best results, you got to put in your best work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for jumping back into the groove with me. I'm excited. We're going to be kicking off a grant writing series here in the next couple of weeks. Um, most likely kicking it off right after Thanksgiving, be on the lookout for that. My prayer is that your guys are really stepping up and preparing for giving Tuesday. We have like three weeks, right? Until giving Tuesday. And so make sure you're getting it out there. Put the word out there, start doing your marketing, your email marketing, um, all that stuff. If you have no idea what you're doing and still feel lost, shoot me an email at successwithshakira.com. I will answer all questions that you have, help you through the beginning stages of the grant writing. I am more than willing to get you on your way with fundraising as we close out the year with our final fundraisers. Guys, this is the exciting part because this is like the drive, right? Um, of the year. This is the best time. Summer, it seems like early mid spring and winter is the best times for fundraising. So let's end the year strong. Okay. You know where to find me on Twitter at nonprofit capital U N P L U number one. You can find me on Facebook also at my name, Shakira Relaford. And as always be blessed. And I can't wait to see you on top. You've been listening to nonprofit unplugged. Please rate and comment this show for more amazing content.